ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy. I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot. I ain't really got a lot of thoughts, I just pack them in a box. So I popped up on this pod, now I'm outside of the box. When I pop up on the clock, last thing I think is talk. See, I'm winning it now, loving it three and a thou. They peeping my style, keeping it now, steadily growing my Dow Jones. Oh no, these kids be thinking they prowl. Oh no, no, immediately throwing the towel. See, when it's different, it's different. Go position by position, ain't no issue commission. As a commission, I just listen. They envision my vision and my division. I'm stealing, cause I be willing and dealing. Find me the trade, cause I'm a fiend. I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Ain't no denying my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. See, I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Be getting high off my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Dynasty Junkies. Episode 144 of your Dynasty Junkies here. Uh, I am Andrew Hall at Andrew Hall FF. With me tonight, we've got both co-hosts. All three of us are on the show together. What is that about? So I'll start with the the man to my right, I guess, technically. Rocky, how are you, sir? I can't believe you did that point thing, right? I never get that right. See, I, I, there, like, I can't it. do it. Nailed the it. mirror thing always screws me up. Um, <laughs> it's real easy when you're on the bus. Scott's got it easy. <laughs> Nowhere to go from here, but up. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, this is uh, this is fun. We we haven't done one of these in a while. We've done, we've done them here and there. It's always fun to do an all all find me a trade episode, which is what we got in store for you tonight. Uh, so I I love being here with both of you two. It's a uh, it's a rare occurrence, so it's always fun when we get to do it. Oh yeah, it's a good time for sure. And of course, if the if we've already introduced, it's the three of us. Then that means underneath on the screen down over <laughs> here, we've got Scott Sidlow. How are you, Scott? Listen, I mean, we just we had to give the listeners a break from this insane list of guests that we've had, you know, so like uh, just without one tonight, it'd be a, a little more nonsense. Um, but, you know, that's OK. Like, uh, you know, we'll give them a break because we got a lot more coming. Yep. There's going to be we have a hell of a run lined up too uh, coming up here. So that it's actually going to be a really fun summer with a lot of fun guests, some different spins on some things. And uh yeah, man, let's let's go F Matt Palooza. That's right. I, I called it the F Matt Monster Show because again, like I don't want to keep saying F Matt Spectacular or like F F Matt Palooza is a good one. That's a good one, Rocky. Right? That like one down that. for the episode title. It's a good yeah. one. But we can only do so many of these. But I love when we do these two, Rocky, to kind of go back to your point. This is kind of the, the one the one segment of our show is that find me a trade that we get everybody comes on at the end of the show and we do this. This is the perfect time of year to do this. This is probably the most stale time for a lot of my leagues. Where the rookie draft is done, OTAs really haven't started, and we got some voluntary mini camp news and blurbs and all that. But it's really the quiet time before the storm of the summer. Uh, we don't have any new signings. We don't have any, luckily, no injuries, right? Like knocking on wood. But I think it's just you know everybody's got their guys, and it's really getting harder to make trades. And I think a lot of times when you get to a league like this, or sorry, a time of year like this in your league, you might find it gets a little stale and slow and all this it's stagnant. We're here to help with that. So again, Jerry in the chat tuning in. Hello, guys. What's up, Scott? Apparently, Scott gets the shout out, not you and yeah, me, Rocky. Me and you I are Chuck Liver Andrew. Thanks, Jerry. Won't forget that on the next trade you send me. Anyway, <laughs> um, we're gonna kick right into it, right? It's F Matt. Let's go with the find me a trade. And with that, of course, I have to use our buddy, our best friend. Find me a trade. Find me Got a it. trade. Let's go. It's find me a trade season. Let's go, Brian. Are we doing that for, that for all three, Andrew? You're damn right we are. <laughs> all right, so here comes the the first find me a trade. All right. 
Now, I thought since there's three of them, we could do this a little bit different. I'm going to show them all on my screen. But Rocky, if you want to read some of the settings here in Chris's thoughts while I get it pulled up, that'd be great. Yes, it is a... Uh, you did say it was Chris McConnell. It is Chris McConnell. Uh, okay. is the first one, yep. Yep, that's who submitted it. It's a 12-team PPR, one QB league. Wait, what's that? Uh, <laughs> with no tight end premium. So a little different for us here. Uh, and it's a start 10, uh, quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, and three flex are the starters. And Chris says he's pretty confident he'll be competing this year. Uh, Chase, he's got Jamar Chase, Brees Hall, Ramondre, Godwin, London, and Jameson, all guys he likes. Um, but worried about Ramondre and Godwin situations. He mentioned some of his draft picks, uh, but they're not totally relevant because he then traded them after he sent this yes. in uh, or at least <laughs> traded one of them. Yep. <laughs> so, but he had a, a first and three seconds. I believe he traded down from the one two to the one three. Um, and uh, he says he doesn't trust the combination of Dak, Gino and Brady, even in a one QB league uh, league converted from a longstanding redraft league last year. We're coming up on our first rookie draft, which as we said, it's been completed and you'll, you'll hear that when you hear his roster. Yep. Um, and, and obviously says he'd love to know our thoughts. Um, and you put down a couple of trades he did do after yeah, he sent he this in to it. us. Yep, he updated it. Yep. Okay. So yeah, he moved the 102 and 111 for 103 in fields. And he did it and end up drafting JSN at the 103 because it's a one QB league. And then 211 and a pair of 24 thirds for the 201, which I'm not sure who he drafted there. And Nico Collins for 301 to get Tajay Spears. Yeah, and I'll just quickly run through the team. You can, we've got a new way of displaying it. We're going to see how this goes. But uh, this is by our friend, the uh, FS Rookie, Fantasy Sport Rookie on Twitter, at FS Rookie. I think it's pretty good. I like it. It's very compact. It's all on screen, which is nice. But, yeah, so this team is Tater Wolf, which is uh, Chris. He's been on the show a couple times, obviously. But he's got Geno, Dak, and Justin Fields now. Uh, running backs, he's got Bryce Hall. as or, Sorry, Brees Hall, Ramondre Stevenson, Chase Edmonds, and some other scrubs. Uh, receiver, he's got Jamar Chase, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Drake London, Chris Godwin, uh, Puka Nakua, Jameson Williams, Charlie Reed, like uh, Charlie, sorry, Charlie Jones, Jaden Reed, some good names there on, on receivers. Tight end, he's got Chig. Chig Okonkwo is always nice. Greg Dolchitz is nice. David Njoku is not bad, right? Elijah Higgins, Luke Schoonmaker, all that. And then he's got one twenty-four first, full 25 and 26 picks. So that's the team. And then with that, Scott, do you want to go into your trade first? Sure, will do. Kind of let us know what you think about this. I know you wrote a pretty good <laughs> little essay there that I thought was yeah. really good to cover to start with. Um, so yeah, I just uh, I I was confused at first because I was reading through like the picks and getting Anthony Richardson at two hundred two and things like that, and like even in a one quarterback league, there's there's no chance he's falling to two hundred two. I think his ADP yeah. is like one hundred six, um, even in a one quarterback league. So uh, yeah, but I love the move that he made to go get. Um, you know, basically Gibbs for what fields and JSN, um, or Gibbs, I guess, and whatever the 111 ended up being. So, um, fields was the right, right, uh, guy yeah. to get there. And 111 is so, like a mid second and one QB. Yeah. I mean, like Josh exactly. Downs or something. I mean, exactly. it's, it, yeah, it's, it's not terrific. Yeah. Sure. So now having, you know, pairing Dak and, and Gina with fields. Uh, that that gives you you have the floor there with Gino and Dak. You can plug those guys in any week, you know, play the matchups with those two. But having fields will give you that upside. 
uh, too. Like if he makes the jump this year, I mean, that's, that's going to be absolutely huge. Um, so I think looking at this league, the interesting thing, and, and I think he, I think this was the league that he mentioned was a redraft league and yes. converted mm. to dynasty. So I don't know if it means like you guys did your draft and then like converted or like it was a redraft and then you guys started over and drafted, but it looks very balanced across the board. Yes. Um, it was really hard to find a team that was like, oh, this this is a rough team right here that needs some youth that you can move some of these guys to. Um, every Everybody was kind of like, you know, OK, have a few good players at each position, really solid. Um and so I, I would say that even if you think you're a contender, you might think you, I think you're more of a pretender. But looking at the league, I'd say it's wide open. Like anybody can anybody can win this thing. So my my best advice that I could give you is that I, I almost probably wouldn't make a move right now. Um, I would just kind of maybe throw out some feelers here and there, have some conversations, but kind of see how the season plays out and then use your your capital, your youth, your depth to make those moves to go all in. Um, and so a move that I might make, or if I was trading now, if I said, Hey, I want to, uh, you know, just go get some points in my lineup. Um, I think having six tight ends in a non-premium league is just not the correct roster build. Uh, it's too yeah. many <clears throat> using up too many positions and, and especially four quarterbacks too. So you're using 10 positions there or 10 spots on those two positions when you're only going to be starting probably two of those guys, which means that's eight bench spots there. Uh, so what I'd like to do is maybe use some of the uh, hype that we have on some of these young guys, you know, Greg Dulcich, uh, Chiga Conquo. Those are two guys I really like, but I basically have new offenses and, and new, new teams around them. So we're not really sure what's going to happen with them. Sure. They could take the next step. Uh, but what I'd like to try to do if I can is maybe move those guys to a team like Luke K 17 for um, Deontay Johnson. That was one where I felt like you could just get a, a not an old receiver, but you no, know, obviously not super young. Maybe try to move a couple of those tight ends and get Deontay. Maybe you could get a third back on top, uh, but just get one of those pieces that will put points in your lineup right away instead of waiting on some of those young tight ends that essentially are just never going to see your lineup. Yep. Yep, and I'll just kind of pivot into my trade because it's almost identical and we can kind of talk about them together. But mine was to send or to with Ethan Jellyfish to send Chig Dolchitz and one of your quarterbacks like Gino. You know, I'd rather send Gino than the others, but send uh, Chig Dolchitz Gino to Ethan Jellyfish for Mark Andrews. Same logic, right? Let's consolidate some of this. I think you've got way too many tight ends here, Chris. This is, uh, again, if it was a tight end premium, there'd be a lot more premium on these players, but. Having three startable-ish tight ends with Njoku, Dolchitz, and Okonkwu is is okay, but it's not great. I, I think the it's Scott's point about it being a, a pretender more than a contender. I kind of agree with. I feel like you've got just you're just on the edge of this. Uh, I would also think there's maybe there's another trade you could do for a top tier something else, but I would try to just tear up at tight end. That would be my first move. And again, it's sort of what uh, what Scott was saying too. Like let's get some of these other tight ends that have name value and recognition and all this. And see if we can get something better. And I personally think that the, the team that has uh, that has Mark Andrews, Ethan Jellyfish, only has Lamar Jackson and Trevor Lawrence at QB. So he's kind of thinner at QB. I know in some leagues with one QB, especially nobody's really thin at QB. But having a third one might be nice, especially with some of the injury history with Lamar. And, you know, 
you then have Lawrence only if something happens. And so there is some logic in, in having a backup. But I guess I'm curious about what you think of that one, Rocky. Or both of those, really, because they're kind of close. Yeah, I mean, I like the idea. And because it's not tight end premium, Mark Andrews' value is a little less. Uh, no. Yeah, so... I don't know that Gino moves the needle very much in a non-superflex league. Though. Well, no, That's, and it's more yeah. of like a throw-in just to kind yeah. of, what else do you need? What else, what other nickels can I throw in to get your quarter kind of a thing? Yeah, so I I, I don't hate it. I, I think I think you might have a better chance of getting the Deontay one done. Yep, uh, I agree. Just because his value is less, whether you're talking tight end premium, not tight end premium. Uh, I still think Deontay's kind of a notch below Mark Andrews, even a non-tight end premium at this point because everyone is so down on him um and people he's still a great wide receiver you don't just to luck into 140 targets sorry but um, <laughs> uh and, and it didn't go great last year he didn't score touchdowns which was a big part of it um i think did he did he have zero i if he, he, it was like if not it was like two or less it I was very like two, yeah, yeah. Um, but anything, yeah, yeah, that was the big thing last year. His, his touchdowns were so down, and even relative to what the team scored, they were they were ridiculous. But uh, but yeah, I, I think you have a better chance of getting that one done. But I think both of them are fine. Like I think you can. I I, I, I don't think that's an outrageous ask to try and get Andrews for those. I mean, there's two young guys, both with a decent well, amount of hype behind them. Those two young tight ends. So. The other thing is again that Ethan Jellyfish's team has Mark Andrews and Daniel Bellinger at tight end, and that's it. So, yeah, like so if, if I had Mark depth. Andrews, I'd be okay to break him up. And then you're getting two potentially startable tight ends, you know, both tight end twos kind of a thing, like in that back end tight end one, like everybody else. But again, I feel like if you're if you're lean at a position like that and your only backup is Bellinger, I'd much rather have, you know, Chigakonku starting every week and then plugging in Dolchich for a bye week than than Bellinger. Again, it depends on the, the other manager, as always. Like none of these trades, all of these trades are set in a vacuum, but none of them occur in a vacuum. But and what also, was your trade, Rocky? I guess where did you want to go? I was just going to say with yours, though, it also depends on how, like, what he thinks he's doing this year because his team is weird. Right. Like, he he has some pieces, but he's also he's got Henry and Cook who are both very old at this point uh, for oh, running Ethan, back, yeah. Uh, yeah. and then not much else at running back. And his receivers are kind of all over the place. A lot of yep. young guys who've never done anything, but he also has Amari Cooper. Amon Ra. Yeah, Amon Ra is basically the only real solid piece he has there. Amari's uh, solid too, but not if you're trying to go. Here, so Hodge, I don't know what he's the doing. The Isaiah Hodgins slander has to stop, Rocky. He's got <laughs> I mean, that's that, no, I'm kidding. And, yeah, no, I'm right there with you. Like that, Chase Claypool had, went for pick 32 overall. So <laughs> oh, I know, right? If I, if I wish I Scott was that, here when I said that. <laughs> oh, he was, he's probably he's listening. But uh, if if I was again, I'm with you. If I was that Ethan Jellyfish, I would definitely be leaning into a rebuild at this point and moving off those running backs, trying to get some other assets. Again, there is some logic here too in saying, well, maybe you can trade some picks or something to a team like that. But I don't want to. I mean, again, you've only got one 24 first. You're digging already into 25 picks. I don't want to go that far out on credit if I can help it. But again, if if like the trade is, you know, hey, add your 25 second and I'll do it, I'd probably do it, right? Like that's that's close enough. Well, yeah, and you're you are giving them two young players too. So right. if, if right. he, that's what I'm saying though. I'm curious. Like I, I obviously we have no way of knowing, but just well, like Chris will let us know how yeah. he how he thinks like his team does he think his team is competing? Because I don't think his team is competing. But yeah. but he has some older players on there, so you, you never know what he's like. Could this be a guy who's trying to break stuff down and just hasn't been able to move him yet, or is he actually trying to compete and he thinks this is good enough? You don't know. 
but yeah, I've seen that happen before. But yeah, what was your trade? Yeah, so I'll get to my trade. Um, I agree with both of you that I, I think pretenders may be a little harsh, but I definitely think it's a more middling team. Uh, it, I think it has a chance to compete, but it's definitely not like top tier contender. I agree with that for sure. Um, but I still tried to kind of go with something that maybe helps him compete this year while also not necessarily aging him too much. Uh, so I kind of, I guess, trying to straddle the fence sort of like he is right now. So, yeah, yeah, um, that's the theme. <laughs> Brees Hall, I have trading Brees Hall. Uh, I, I was kind of trying to pivot down from Brees Hall. It's not much of a pivot down because this guy's valued pretty highly too at this point. But Brees Hall to sound one for Jameer Gibbs and Christian Kirk. Um, Hall is going to be an issue this year. We talked about that a little bit. Uh, I, I think that was before we came on. We were talking about yeah. our teams uh, in Junkies too, and uh, we we have me and Scott have Brees Hall there, and there's definitely a worry that even if he's back for the start of the year, he's probably not going to be himself. Guys off of Achilles are never as good year one uh, as they are going forward. Uh, so there's that. And, uh, sound one is kind of like a youngish team anyway. He's got a, or is that the, no, I'm sorry. Sound one is a guy that's competing. So you're kind of banking on him just hearing the Brees Hall name. That's what I was thinking. Right. And and get, and again, he could be great. Brees Hall could be Adrian Peterson and be a machine and run for 2000 yards this year. I don't know. But, uh, you also got to think they're probably going to be a little more passive. Not that that hurts Brees Hall totally, because he is a he can he can get, catch it out of the backfield. Um, but you get Dobbins and you get Kirk. I think our the team that we're trading for for Tater Wolf needs a little depth. Uh, that that's an issue uh, on his end. Uh, you guys know I love Dobbins, and I think in addition to production, I think there's going to be a value increase because I think he's yep. going to do really well this year. And Kirk's just a nice piece. He's got. Uh, his receivers, he's got a bunch of names, but how much are you getting out of Jamison Williams and JSN? And who knows with Godwin this year with the quarterback in there. So uh, Kirk's a nice depth piece. And I just figured uh, trying to get him a little more depth, uh, maybe capitalize on Brees Hall value. And uh, sound one, I don't know that, that it matters this mu- that much, but he does have Dobbins and he- Edwards, so maybe he cares that he'd have Brees Hall and Michael Carter. That's another little bonus to it that he, sure. you know, if Hall does miss the beginning of the year, so so that's what went into my thinking. I just kind of maybe break uh, Brees Hall down a little bit and still stay young. Uh, I think I said about him getting Dobbins because it was my original trade, but I meant Gibbs. Uh, right. you would yeah, get Jameer Gibbs, Gibbs. Yeah. yeah, so. Well, so I'll, I'll jump in here and just say that, again, to reference this back, it, it, the reason, the main reason I think I'm, I'm calling this team not a full-on contender is partially what Scott said, that the league is very balanced. It, it's really hard to find a weak team in this one, and it's hard to find, like, the stud team, especially not being tight end premium in single QB. Like, that, I don't know, I feel like every team is has a better chance to be a stud when you only have to start one QB, right? It's not like you have Superflex can be your weak spot. Um, so it means if everybody's kind of in that middle, let's say everybody is contending, then then nobody is contending. And so I think you're kind of being on that fence. Your your best option, especially since you just converted to Dynasty too, your best option is to probably be, to try to be maybe the first to the bottom. And you only have 124 first. You've got Jameson Williams and JSN, who I think are both going to be a little rough this year. Same with Drake London. Uh, you might you could honestly look at this and say, well then heck, I'm pivoting all the way. I'm going to trade away Gino and Dak and just kind of run with Fields and Howell. And maybe you you run with Dolgerts and Okonkwo and you kind of go that line and just say, I'm kind of 
not tanking, but I'm going to limp into the season and see how it goes because you're right on that fence, uh, which is a, a thing we said before too. Like when you're, you're kind of not sure of your team, you can wait a couple weeks and see how it goes. And well, you know, if you're four and oh, there's your decision, go in, right? If you're 0 and four, punt. But the sooner you decide that, the better, because the first person to decide that usually gets the best deals. So again, with the team that you've got right now, Chris, I like the build. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. And I think there's a couple little tweaks like we mentioned here. But Scott, before we pivot off of this and go to the next one, do you have any other thoughts or, or things you want to bring up regarding uh, Chris's team here? Yeah, um, I mean, pretender is not mean to be uh, right. meant to be an insult. Like, it's just the fact that, like, you look at this roster and you go, there's a lot of talent here and there's a lot of youth, which is good. That's what we want. But, you know, Brees Hall's got the injury situation. Ramondre is a Patriots running back. Um, you know, Godwin's got a downgrade at quarterback no matter who he gets. Um, Jameson Williams, who knows with him right now? You know, JSN, I mean, how many receivers are there? Like, is Geno Smith really going to support all these guys? Right. Um, and then which one of your tight ends is going to emerge? And, you know, are you going to start the right quarterback every week? You know, like there's just so many variables. So that's what I mean by pretender. It's not not necessarily that you can't win. Um, but being so balanced right now, you you need more uh, you need more time to gather more information and see what happens, because things are going to happen over the next few months that will start to shape this league. And so it's not fun to wait. It's not fun to be patient. Um, you know, we're all, we're all trade addicts here. So we love to make trades, but sometimes you just gotta maybe sit on your hands a little bit, get some more information and wait because the opportunities will present themselves to go one way or the other. Um, maybe like Andrew said, maybe you just break it down and Hey, let's build a juggernaut. Um, you, you've already got the, the beginnings of that. Um, or you might be able to push to go all in and, and just go win this thing. So it really depends on, on what you want to do. Um, and, you know, more information is always going to be better, obviously. And so right now we're in that time of year. Not a lot happens because of that reason. We don't really have a lot of information and people are kind of waiting and we've had our rookie drafts. So uh, unfortunately, sometimes that's the best advice. Yeah. And I think that's kind of... Uh echoing a little bit about what Jerry says here, which is sometimes the best move you can do is not to make a move. And I think too, especially with it just going from redraft to dynasty, that's a fun little wrinkle that I like. And I, I like the idea of doing that, but I've seen a couple leagues and I've been in a couple leagues that have made big changes, kind not quite that big, but big changes. And everybody's a little trigger shy be like, I don't know what I want to do yet. And like, especially if the draft just happened, like I could see this being like, let's just wait and see, because ultimately you could make some moves now that you regret in a couple of months. So maybe the, the best move is to do some little things to trim your roster a little bit, to try to see if you can send uh, Gino Smith and uh, David and Joku for a second, you know what I mean? Like just try to clean up some of that and pick up some other running backs that you think might have more, more, you know, value on your bench. Um, just because you're not going to start Elijah Higgins and Luke Schoonmaker, especially if you have six tight ends. Like, I don't know. I would just, I would be more than happy to get rid of some of that and, and move your depth around. But overall, again, not a bad team at all. I think it's got a lot of potential, and I'm really curious to see how it goes. Any other thoughts? Are we good? I think we covered Chris's team pretty well there. What do we think? I think so. I was just going to say a little while back in the chat, Jerry had thrown out a, a oh, trade yeah. question. I figured we yeah, let's could talk about that. go Perfect. over yeah. real quick. Especially because uh, it involves Gibbs, right? You just talked yeah, about exactly. 12-team PPR dynasty, Jameer Gibbs or DJ Moore and Jerry Judy. I'll go first. I want Gibbs. I mean, I like more a lot. Don't get me wrong, but I think Gibbs is going to have a lot more value in the season and running backs are getting harder and harder to really trust and receiver 
production seems to be easier to replace, even though you're getting two there. I'd love to know more info about the team, but in a vacuum, I'm going Gibbs. I just think that that's the better choice. What do you think, Scott? I, th- I think as this is just value. Gibbs is probably worth more. I mean, yeah. um, I mean, 12 team PB it doesn't say super flex. So no. um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Uh, Does the value change if it's super I, flex or one QB? I don't like DJ Moore or Jerry Judy here. Well, it wasn't going to change for how he was going to lay it out with picks, but you know, being seeing as how Gibbs just got picked. So I would say the 102, but maybe it's the 105. You know, would you trade the 105 for DJ Moore and Jerry Judy? Like I I probably wouldn't. Um, those are two players that I just don't understand the hype on them. Um, you know, everybody like every podcast I listen to, those two are like headlining the buys. Yeah. You know, or at least for wide receiver. And I just I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Um I so get those, it for more, but it's I don't the get wrong it question Judy. to yeah. ask. It's I don't get it for more at all, actually. Um Scott hates anything bears related. Listen, so. I know. <laughs> He's a Bears fan. I know. It's just how the he is. The situation is last year, uh the Bears and the Panthers ran five plays total different. 945 for the Bears, 950 for the Panthers. Okay. The Bears were 40 to 60 pass to rush ratio. The Panthers were 49-51, just about even. Um, DJ Moore had 118 targets on, on that and obviously shitty quarterback. So even if you think Fields is an upgrade, okay, that, that offense will have to pie. increase by 10% and then balance their pass to rush ratio and give him a 30% target share for him to even be relevant with all those targets. I mean, he's not, if you look at the guys that produced around him on like 118, 120 targets, that would be like Jalen Waddle, Jamar Chase. He's not those guys. He doesn't have that skill set. Like he needs significant volume for him to be a, a number one receiver. So it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me. The situation to me is is absolutely no different than where he's been. You know, they got the quarterback upgrade, but he's not there anymore. Right. So yeah. it, the situation to me has not changed. So I don't get DJ more. You're selling me. You're making a lot of sense there. What do you think about this one, though, Rocky? Since you kind of were the one that wanted to talk about it, Gibbs or DJ Moore and Jerry Judy? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, too. I, I lean the Gibbs side here. I mean, those two guys, they're just humongous question marks right now, both of them. Yep. Uh, Judy looked nice at the end of last year, but you know, we don't know if that's going to carry over for sure. We don't know if Russ is going to rebound fully. We expect he is with Peyton, but uh, I definitely have high hopes for, for Russell uh, Wilson. And if, if I'm right, I mean, that probably is going to mean a lot, a lot of good things for Jerry Judy. I, I, I've flipped from where I was last year. I was very much Sutton over Judy. Now uh, I, I am Judy over Sutton. I, I've seen the light. <laughs> Which probably means Sutton's going to ball out this year, but I agree. With <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So and but I mean, e- either of them could totally be like wide receiver thirty or wide receiver ten. Like who yeah. knows? Or even lower, honestly. Like he could be yeah. like wide receiver sixty. You know what I mean? Like yeah. have another bad year. Yeah. So I I think yeah, you got to take the value in Gibbs. He's he's super hyped, and I do think he's going to perform this year. I think they're going to use him a lot. You don't draft a, a running back at twelve if you're not if you don't have a plan for him, and you're not. It's not going to be like what it was with Swift. I mean, I, yeah. he's he's going to be involved. And well, they got a whole new PPR, running back room, yeah. right? They they really did like revamp that whole thing with David Montgomery too. So I feel like it's a whole different ball game in Detroit, and I think Gibbs is going to see a lot of touches. 
Yeah, and you mean yeah? We we saw how excited they were to get him on the on draft yeah. day there. So I just think he's definitely gonna he's gonna produce he's gonna touch the ball more than Swift did, even with Montgomery there. Uh, and 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 like I said, his value at this point is is already sky high, and if he produces, it's just gonna be ridiculous. So I agree. So, all right. So with that, we're gonna move into our second segment of the night, which is one of my favorite segments on this show. Find me a trade. That's right. It's our find me a trade segment, everybody. I don't know if you've heard of it. We're going to do one of these. We're gonna, we do it every week. It's a good time. Uh, so this time I'm going to read some of the, the information while I pull up and then pull up the team. Uh, this one is submitted by Corey Deaton, who is, again, familiar with the league. And ironically enough, the league he submitted has Chris in it also, which I thought was hilarious, has a couple of familiar names that we've seen on Sleeper now. So uh, this one is, uh, again, submitted by Corey Deaton at Dynasty Eeyore. The league is the Superfly Superflex Dynasty. It's a 12-team half PPR, no tight end premium, but it is a Superflex league, which is nice because we, you know, we just did a one QB, which I know leaves a really weird taste in your mouth, Rocky. So we're going to try to it do does. a better job here. Uh, his thoughts, pretty straightforward. Started rebuilding last year after winning the league two out of the first three years. So he's working on free money. Gotta love that. Got three firsts and multiple seconds. Got some good rookie wide receivers last year. My running back room is weak, and I could use a better QB three. Now, again, when we got the submission, it was before the draft, so he doesn't have those picks. He turned them into players, but, man, did he turn them into players. i got to be honest. This is a pretty good roster. Let me pull this one up. And then, Scott, do you want to read through the roster? Or are you able to do that? Yep. Okay. I think we're good to go. If that shares. Yes. And I'll move that. Okay. Go ahead. So, at quarterback – Wrong team. Here we go. At quarterback, uh, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, Hendon Hooker. That is a nice quarterback room. I'm at okay with running that. back. Chris Rodriguez, Austin Eckler, Tony Pollard, Najee Harris, Chris Evans, Amir White, Devin A. Chain, Sean Tucker, Zach Charbonnet. Wide receiver, Keenan Allen, Tyler Lockett, Corey Davis, Cooper Cup, Tim Patrick. Man, that is that is old. Oldies but goodies. Deontay hey, Hardy, Isaiah Hodgins, gets Josh younger. Palmer, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Christian Watson, Tyquan Thornton, Rashid Sahid. Yeah, that that's that's a beautiful wide receiver room. Yeah. Uh, tight ends: George Kittle, Mark Andrews, Daniel Bellinger, and Michael Mayer. No, twenty-four first or second, but has the remaining picks in twenty-four, twenty-five, and twenty-six. And again, remember, not a tight end premium, but Kittle and Andrews. I mean. I'm feeling good with that. And Michael Mayer, I mean, again, like that's whew, that this is a I, I'm I'm feeling verklempt over here, Corey. This is a good team. I'm I'm digging this one. So I don't why don't we start with you on this one, Rocky? Uh, what was your trade to help uh, help our friend Corey out here? So, yeah, when I looked at this, I, I, I kind of thought about what Scott was saying with the last one, which is like, don't make any trades, maybe because <laughs> it is a really good team. But <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, He's choking up over there. Uh, yeah, I know. It's so good. I can't. I just Man, can't, can't talk. Uh, but <laughs> we just but, went from six to midnight over here, buddy. <laughs> but if I was, if I'm going to make a trade, what I probably want to do is maybe uh, do some consolidation. He's a lot of good players, uh, so I went big and uh, I, I have a uh, send Chris Olave, Christian Watson, and if you need to throw in Tyler Lockett for Justin Jefferson. And uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's going to take a lot to get JJ. Yep. Uh, people aren't going to want to trade him, but it still leaves him with the uh, Jefferson, 
uh, Garrett Wilson, Keenan Allen, Tyler, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Keenan Allen, Cooper Cup. So that's still a pretty nice wide receiver room. Even if you, uh, even if there's not a lot of depth there and you got to start three, you got, you got four really good receivers there. And the guy who has Jefferson, he has the aforementioned DJ Moore, who's, who's a question mark. He has Chris Godwin, who's kind of a question mark with, with no quarterback this year. Um, and pretty much nothing else besides Justin Jefferson. And he does have what looks like a competing team around there. Mm-hmm. He's got Kelsey. Uh, he's got Barkley. He's got uh, Swift. He's got uh, good quarterbacks. He's got Mahomes and Watson. So he looks like he's trying to compete this year. And obviously Jefferson helps him do that. But he he does. I think this this was a start three, right? A start three receivers. Uh, yes. No. Sorry. Two. So quarterback, two running back, okay. two receiver, tight end. So even still, even with only two receivers. Yeah, a lot of flexes. But even with the, he's still only got basically maybe, maybe two and a quarter receivers. So, Well, yeah, um, he's got Jefferson, DJ Moore, and Godwin. Like, that's a yeah, solid that's three, but it much. falls off a cliff after that. Yeah. And it's, I, to me, it's questionable whether DJ Moore and Godwin is a solid three as much as I love both of those sure. guys. Yep. Um so, yeah, and, and you're giving him a lot to try and pry Justin Jefferson away. I, I think this is a very a fair deal, I think. But I'm curious what you guys think. Well, again, I'll, I'll kind of go first here and just say that I, I don't know if this is enough for me to get to get rid of Jefferson, but I like the thought. Um, also, just for the sake of transparency, uh, whenever you do a trade like this where it's like a three-for-one or something, I always like to look like, does the guy have players he can drop? And he does, right? This other team, Ron Hall, has uh, – Sam Howell, which again could be traded or something. Taylor Heineke, that was a name. I was like, you don't need that guy anymore. Jared Stidham, you could probably drop him if you had to. Like, I don't know. I feel like Kenneth Gainwell maybe is worth holding on to. I don't know. Some of those guys, like your later round picks, I'm just not sold on. So I like this trade, but I think it might take a little more to get Jefferson, and I'm perfectly fine to give up a little more just to get that stud for sure. And then I'll I'll kick it to you, Mr. DJ Moore. Puff pass kick here in the comments saying Sidlow spins house on the south side of Chicago on Saturdays <laughs> under the moniker DJ Moore. That's brilliant. Puff pass <laughs> kick. That's I like that one. That's really good. So Scott, uh, what did you think yeah. about Rocky's trade here? The, uh, that the big is boy trade. so funny. That reminds me of something that's really dumb. But when I was growing up, my friend's older brother thought he was going to be a DJ and he couldn't come up with a name. He drove a Honda Civic. So his name was DJ Civ. So uh, I drove a Tahoe. So I was like, oh, I'm going to put all my like usernames as DJ Ta now. So I like it. It's really funny. Um, You're going to be DJ Ho. I was thinking the same. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, Probably make more sense. But I was also like, you know, 16. So who knows? Um, Yeah. I mean, listen, uh, this is the right thing to do here. Go big or go home. Right. Like go after go after the big dogs. Um, it's, it's pretty close. It's not that far off for me. I really like Olave. Um, yeah, if I'm going to like a lot of people have a lot of, yeah, it was like yeah. wide receiver oh. six, seven, he's eight, rocketing yeah, up yeah. the board. Yep. I agree. Yeah. So, I mean, if I'm, if I'm going, yeah, I have Justin Jefferson, but my, not much else. Um, especially considering this is half PPR, not tight end premium. Um, I, I may want to diversify if I'm the other team, um, in that case. So I, I could see that as uh, a possibility, um, and just getting the different style of players there with Olave and Watson, you know, really swinging for the fences to try to replace that, those points in my lineup. So, yeah, I think it makes sense. And obviously for, um, you know, for Corey, this is, this is what we want to do is go after guys like, uh, Jefferson. So I like it. 
Yeah, and, and then just starts for, the conversation. If, if even if that yeah. doesn't get it done, yeah, yeah. it's not effective. It's, it's not exactly. It's not like what to get, screw you. I'm not taking that for. Yeah, it's not. I exactly. think it's a fair offer for sure. It's not like exactly. a, a. It's not a smash reject. It's one that'll make me think for a little bit. But again, I, Ron Hall also has Travis Kelsey and Kyle Pitts. Like this team is just loaded, right? Like what it made me do with with Corey's team, I was like, man, Ron, you're getting me off a of clump again. Like this team is locked too, but. That's where you want a guy like Justin Jefferson. But also, I would feel like the worst players on Ron's team are are worse than Corey's players, right? Yeah. So, like, he's got – he's studs and duds even harder. And I feel yeah. like that's where I would probably be okay splitting up Jefferson for some depth because, again, as much as we hate it, injuries are going to happen. Even if he gets dinged up, he's out of game. Like, you know, you're missing a ton of points there, even though it is only two, two receiver. And, again, just there's there's some same kind of thing at, at a quarterback – or, sorry, running back. He's got uh, DeAndre Swift, Saquon Barkley, and then it falls off a cliff again. Like he's just, he's all studs and duds. So again, it depends on what this team really wants to do. If, if Ron is really looking to go all in, and I think he is, I think this roster is that kind of roster. I could see him sticking with, with Jefferson until he gets a deal that pries him out of it. But at the same time, that's a fair offer to start with. I let, love me, it. let me ask you, Andrew, since I know you were a little more hesitant when I first said it. Um, if it's Wilson Watson Lockett, does that, is they the same tier for you, or does well, that move the needle a little more than a lot of it does? It's close, but you know what I was thinking, like, which I don't know if I don't know if this would get done. But my only variation that that I would really jump on Wilson would be Alave and Wilson, right? Yeah. Like, give, give no, me. I want to give up Alave and Wilson. Well, I, I'm <laughs> yeah. just saying that's trying one to I hold would, on to one of them. Yeah, that's one that I would probably do. I'd be like, you know what? You're giving me two for one, two studs up and coming for a slightly older Justin Jefferson who could be the 101 in receivers, right? Like that to me is you, it's kind of like that overpay price, but even on DTC, it's got Justin Jefferson ahead by four points on that. So wow, it still feels like that trade is light according to the calculator, which again, not saying that's the Bible, but if it feels heavy to me and the calculator the record, says it's light, oof, I, looked I would at BLF do it. And I think it was slightly over for the pack. Yeah. That's usually was, the indicator that it's a good trade, right? Yeah. Is that's the, exactly what I was going to say. Slightly yep. one way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I like that. Again, I, I think that the, it depends if the if the other person's a Watson fan, then that works, right? Yeah. And, and I don't mind Lockett as a throw-in for a contending team, right? Like just that was my thing. Yeah, he's I feel like Lockett's going to be a hot potato. A more. He's yeah. going to be all over the every every dynasty league is going to have a ton. Oh, and here we go. We got Corey with some feedback. This is what we love. Jefferson might be impossible to get from Ron. He used to have Chase and Jefferson, but sold Chase to get Mahomes. Uh, See, that's the context we need. So that yeah, means right. you might have to overpay to get him, right? He also won last year. Thank you, Corey. So this is where it's like you might have to do a lobby Wilson and Lockett. Like you might have to do like way much to get this, which at what point are you just blowing up your team and being like, well, hang on. Is that worth it? So I like the trade, though, for the record. Lack of that means he should split the asset. But at the same time, if he won, he's going to have the overconfidence that it can happen again. And again, writing with free money, that kind of thing where it's like, I'm not sure I want to move Olave and Wilson uh, for Jefferson. Yeah, I I uh, agree. I'd keep even if he did, if like if he wanted to, he still has Jefferson, Allen, Lockett, Cup and yeah. Watson, Watson. Yes, he would yep. be losing Wilson and Lobby. So well, it's I'm not, not like it would even kill him to do that. Like Corey well, to do that if he wanted, if he wanted to overpay. I, to me, that's a little bit of an overpay. Well, what I'm saying is, Olave and Wilson gets it done. I'd prefer the Olave and Wilson side. Yeah, right? and I'm you, might, like, you, you probably have to. Yeah. You might have to overpay to get just Jefferson. Exactly, and that's where it goes. Like if you really want Jefferson, and the guy really won't if give him up. Anyone could send those two guys for Justin Jefferson. It's probably Corey's team here. Yeah, this team <laughs> can afford it. That's for sure. Well, I'll get into mine next. It's not quite as crazy, but it's. it's 
it's up there. I think I, I think I did an okay job. This one is a trade with Coach Reinecker where you would send Russ Wilson, Austin Eckler, and Najee Harris for Anthony Richardson and Jonathan Taylor. Now, on the face of it, this comes out somewhat even, but I think you're you're kind of splitting some of the hairs here. Anthony Richardson obviously has a ton of upside. I know a lot of people think he's the 101, 102 in, in this rookie class. You're going to have to overpay for him. And I think it's a little light, but again, all of my offers are a little low to start with. That's kind of what I do where I'm like, let me send this as a starting shot across the bow and see what I can get. Um, I'd be fine adding another piece to this if he wants a locket, for instance, or, you know, hell, I might even do like cup instead of Najee or like, you know, just as kind of moving some pieces around. But I just think that it helps consolidate a little bit. I'd much rather have Anthony Richardson as my QB two, three than Russ Wilson at this point. I mean, again, you're not starting him with uh, Allen and Jackson on your roster, so you can kind of let him sit there and learn. And then also you're taking on all that risk, too. As much as we think that Anthony Richardson is going to be a stud, he might not be. Uh, you're also adding two Colts, which, again, depending on the team, they might be a Colts team and be like, no, I don't want to give them up, right? Like that, that can happen sometimes. But Coach Reinecker's got a ton of quarterbacks and no uh, no running backs. He's got Jonathan Taylor, Michael Carter, and Ty J. Spears, and that's it. So, again, if I'm the other team, I'm like, well, maybe I split – uh, Taylor up right and to split Taylor up into Najee and, and Eckler I feel like is pretty hefty for for Taylor right now anyway and then obviously Wilson kind of to fill in that QB so I don't know Rocky what do you think about my trade since I went in on yours what are you thinking about this uh Wilson Eckler and Najee for Anthony Richardson and Jonathan Taylor yeah when I first saw it and I think it's my Anthony Richardson bias that I don't really like him but <laughs> I, I was like wow that's a lot but then the more I thought about it it's kind of what you said like those are all declining or devalued assets pretty much at this point. Eckler, Najee, and Russell Wilson. Yep. It potentially could be a lot of points, but we don't know for sure. And like I said, value-wise, you're never going up on Eckler and Russell no. Wilson. That's Maybe what I'm saying. Now slightly on Najee. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I don't hate it, especially like you said, because – I don't even say I don't hate it because that means it sounds like I don't like it. I do like it because, uh, I, I, again, I'm not a huge Anthony Richardson guy, but the upside is there. Uh, it's a ton of value. Like you said, I, the biggest worry for me is if you could get it done because depending on how he values Richardson right. and the other team, uh, he probably took him at the 102 or, or 103 at the latest. Uh, and, and Jonathan Taylor obviously is no slouch. But I, I like it, especially because, like as you said, you don't need to – you don't even need to worry actually if he's good gear one or not. Right. It, it's it's not a great trade if he ends up just totally busting and not being very good. But if, if, if he kind of starts out <laughs> slow, it's not even hurting you. And, and then if he like yeah. comes on year two. So I, I think it's a pretty good deal. Uh, you are losing a lot of points, but he has a lot of points on this team. Right. So you could probably take that, that, that hit. Uh, and, and again, Jonathan Taylor, you would expect, is going to score you a lot of points, and Anthony Richardson could. Right. What do you think, Scott? Are you on the same page, or do you hate this? Yeah, I mean, this is all risk tolerance, right? Like, yep. uh, Richardson is the upside swing, um, where, and like you said earlier, you can afford that because you have two studs at quarterback, right? So he can be your third guy that you can, if he hits, awesome. Now you've got a, an amazing asset you can move any one of them um you know whereas russ is is the safe one i don't know that his values recovered all the way to where it should be at this point so um that's that's where i might have uh you know 
it it could be one of those things where this this happens maybe closer to the season, but I have a feeling that that Richardson hype is going to, it's going to rage. So, well, so maybe not. <laughs> I maybe was thinking not. the same thing. Like this is but, the kind of trade I would usually wait to August to send. And then I was like, Oh crap, wait a minute. As soon as we see Richardson throwing and OTAs, yeah, his guy is going to go up. So that's why I was like, yeah. maybe this trade makes sense now. I mean, I know they're all declining assets, but some people are really high on Eckler and, and Najee, of course, coming back with a better O line and all like, there well, is some Taylor hype has those kind of a downtrend year. right now just because like, oh, he's not going to catch passes and, yep. you know, whatever. Whereas, you know, Eckler and Najee are going to get those more valuable touches. Um, it is only a half PPR, yep. though. I think if this were full, oh, yeah. that this would really put that put the value in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, a rich and, and JT like uh, that's those are the kind of players I want to take on on this roster. Yeah. Like that's what I'm trying to acquire. Like it unless it you consolidate a little bit too, right? Definitely makes sense. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So then, Scott, what was your trade? I know you got a, another good one here that you were trying to talk through in the sheet. So yeah, what do you think for yeah. Corey? How can you help him out today? Okay, so your 12 team, your super flex, but your half PPR and your non tight end premium. So that's all about the quarterbacks you got to have the quarterbacks and you do so that's the best part you already have them so now it's just about like kind of tinkering and and figuring out where to put points in your lineup so going back to the first trade we talked about earlier tonight when you don't have that premium now you can trade from a position of strength um i think kittle might have a little more um let's say points per game upside this year uh maybe not uh, I do like Andrews. I do have Andrews ranked higher personally. So, uh, you could you trade the stack too because he's got Lamar. So that's nice to keep. Yeah. Andrews, so, I mean, the, like that's why I'd prefer to trade Kittle if we could, let's keep yeah. that stack in, in play there. Um, and so I would look to move Kittle plus Eckler. So like you moved Eckler, I also am trying to move Eckler. Uh, I think we got some good news recently that he's going to be staying there, but yeah bad news is that they completely changed that offense. And, you know, if you go back to last year, they just did not throw to the running back that much in Dallas. Um, you know, now Eckler's a different animal. He's, he's really a phenomenal pass catcher. So he's still so going to get to catches. Yeah. He's not going to have, I don't, I don't see him having an 80, 90 catch season. I just don't see it. And again, half PPR, right? right. So um, let's trade Kittle and Eckler to NY cat for, your choice of Jacobs or Chubb, I would prefer Jacobs. He's a little bit younger. Uh, I think they'll both have a similar role. Uh, they'll both catch passes. They'll both get the majority of the work and a 25 first. And the reason is because that gives you that roster liquidity that you can then use those picks to, you know, maneuver around as you need to during the season. Yeah, obviously, you know, there's going to be attrition and there's going to be times where you're going to say, oh, you know, if I had this player, if I had this you know, I can go and make that move. I can make that trade. So it, it's just giving you a little future capital right now and roster liquidity because your roster is stacked. So like that's the only move that you can really make that uh, gives you future value. So that's that's what I'd like to do there with that. So you're, you're consolidating your tight ends. You're probably only starting one of them anyway. Um, and then you're not really getting much of a downgrade in my opinion with, with Eckler, if Eckler drops off to like 40, 50 catches this year, I mean, Jacobs or Chubb can match or, you know, at least come close to that. And then you're giving up essentially your backup tight end really. Yep. Um, so you may only be losing a few points per week and you're gaining some future value and roster liquidity to be able to make moves later. Yeah. I mean, what you're doing here is you're, you're taking some of the value of either Eckler or Kittle, depending on how you word it. Let's say you're taking Kittle's value. You're turning it into cash. 
that you can then spend later on for some other player, some other, you know, even another future pick if you want to break it up or something and move it around. Like it just like you said, it just gives you liquidity, which I think a roster like this, as stacked as it is, the the one thing you want to have, in my opinion, when when you have a good roster in May and June, is the ability to maintain that roster through the whole season. Again, it's a battle of attrition. Like you said, you're going to have things change. You're going to have some stuff come up and come down and all this. And to have that extra pick or extra couple of picks can come in really handy. Uh, even if it's a 25 pick, I don't mind that at all. So, yeah, I, I like that logic. And then, Rocky, what was your thought on Scott's trade before we go on to our next and last segment of the night? And and look what Corey said in the comments. That's well, I, I was going to do that at the end of this. Yeah, okay. I'll do this at the end. Go ahead. Oh, you're on mute, Rocky. Classic Rocky maneuver. <sighs> I've done I've done that many a time. Yes, I know it's your first um, time on a podcast. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't have that much to add anyway, though, so it kind of works out. Um, sure. I was just saying that uh, I, I kind of like what Scott did here. I said because because he's so stacked, I you know my first thought was consolidate. But the other thing you can do with that is turn it into future draft capital. He has more players, scoring players, than he really needs. So. It, yep. it makes a lot of sense what Scott's doing here. I, I like it a lot, and I think I think the value works out pretty good. Um, did did NY Cat not have a? Or, I mean, he didn't have a twenty four. Didn't have a twenty four. Okay, first. that's what I was yeah. wondering. I'd rather have a twenty four first. And I, yeah, I don't think. No. I, I don't think it, it it changes it that much. I guess because the the tight ends aren't quite highly as valued. It, it kind of works out a little more even with the twenty five. I think he's more likely to do that. Yeah. 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 Well, so just for, again, for the, the sake of people listening, there is a team in this league, Jay Hayes 719, who has five first round picks in 2024. Mm-hmm. So he's mm-hmm. going for the uh, J Mike invitational there, right? He's trying to, to, you know, collect them all and play Pokemon. But then, isn't, yeah, Corey. Isn't he also doing that in, uh, in Dynasty uh, uh, Chunky's three, or he did it with the this year's. Is that the same? Is that the same guy? I think it's the Maybe. guy who took Yeah, Jay picks. Hayes, it could be. Yeah, yeah I Hayes. think it's him. He loves doing that. Anyway, so before we move on to our final segment of the night, I do have to say this. Corey, put this in the chat. I'm going to offer the Colts trade tonight. Awesome. awesome. I like it, Corey. Yeah, I awesome. think that, I mean, I'm not trying Always to brag. I think that was, that was the best trade that uh, of oh, the yeah. group, and I appreciate that. Let us know. Definitely put us on Twitter. You know, send us DMs. Hit us up on the group, me and all that. Let us know how that goes. We can try to help you uh, if there's a counter and all that. We'll be glad to help. So, with that, we move into our final segment of the evening. Uh, my favorite segment of the show. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. I, maybe you this might be your first time listening, but it's the, <laughs> that's what we're doing tonight, buddy. We're finding a trade for our friend, a friend of the show. Uh, this one, I'm going to have Rocky, you read the first one, right? I read the second one. So Scott, I'm going to have you read the third one here as I pull up the, the roster for our friend, Travis May. Okay. Submitted by Travis May at FF underscore Travis M on Twitter. He was on the show a few weeks ago. Shout out Travis. Uh, This is another sleeper league name is league of coaches and team name is Titan Travis, the 12 team half PPR one and a half tight end premium. So that's cool. That's a little bit different twist. I like that. Uh, Start 11 quarterback two running back two receiver tight end. And then your four flex in the super flex. Uh, Travis says he's in a good spot to compete. He's come in second, first, and third in the last three years. Uh, wants to make a couple moves to push over the top. Perfect. And then I'll go ahead and read the roster here again. Titan Travis, love that sleeper name. But he's got uh, quarterbacks, I don't know, Dak Prescott, Tua Tagovailoa, Ryan Tannehill, our friend Tom Brady, uh, Carson Wentz, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. And, I mean, that's such – Dorian Thompson-Robinson, such a Travis May pick, if I could say. 
uh, have that guy deep on rosters. I have owned a few myself. Uh, running back, he's got Javante Williams, Josh Jacobs, Ramondre Stevenson, Joe Mixon, Josh Kelly, Jamar Jefferson, and Rashad White. Pretty solid running back room. I like that one. Uh, receiver, he's got DK Metcalf, Justin Watson, Danny Gray, Jalen Rager. Oh, Jalen Rager. I love it. Zay Flowers, <laughs> Justin Jefferson, Josh Palmer, Cedric Tillman, Allen Robinson, Jamison Crowder. I love that name too. Tyreek Hill, Denzel Mims, Diami Brown, and Chris Moore. Quite the receiver group there. Lots of studs and duds. And then uh, tight end, deep tight end group here too. Logan Thomas, Dalton Schultz, Will Disley, Kylan Granson, Adam Troutman, Mike Gesicki, Peyton Hendershot, Sam Laporta, and Cade Otten. Whew. He's also got two 24 firsts, a second, a third, a fourth, and then a full battery, battery of 25 and 26 picks. So, yeah, this is uh, this is very clearly, in my mind, a Travis May-style team. So with that, I guess we'll kick it to Scott. Well, we had Scott go first, uh, the first one, right? So, Rocky, why don't we do your tra- trade first? Do you want to do that one? Uh, sure. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't really sure what to do with Travis's team. I, I came with a little bit of a smaller trade this time. Um, I, I was looking at tight end. Uh, you said deep, but it's 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 deep, well, it's deep but not very players. top heavy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but I didn't really find anything that I loved that I, I thought matched up real well for both teams. So I just ended up trying to make a little bit of a smaller <laughs> trade just to give him more points. He did talk. I, I do think it's a contending team. He's got he's got a lot of points on this roster. Uh, and I was just going to add a little more. Some guy, somebody you could throw in the flex spot. Uh, I had him trading uh, Rashad White to Rocks Tops for Amari Cooper in a third. I do think White is worth a little more than Cooper at this point in their careers. But I also don't think White is necessarily that good. Um, some of his uh, uh, analytic type, if you look at it, some of the deeper numbers, uh, they were not very good for Rashad White last year. And... Uh, that team's going to be trash. So <laughs> <laughs> Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask, a quarterback. I don't know how much they're scoring. Uh, I, I don't know what Rashad White's going to do. And Amari Cooper, I do think is going to, I think Deshaun Watson's going to be much better than he was for, from what we saw last year. Uh, Amari Cooper is still going to be the wide receiver one for this year, at least anyway. So uh, I, I think it helps, uh, helps them trying to, uh, you know, when another title here, he did say he came in first one of those years. Yeah. Uh, and again, it's just a little bit of a, a smaller move just to kind of add some some points into his lineups at one of those flex spots in, in the start 11. He could throw him in there. Uh, and he's not uh, super deep at wide receiver either. If he gets an injury or two, uh, Cooper would help as well. He's got True. three really good ones, uh, but then it kind of drops off after that. Yeah, and Scott, what are your thought on, thoughts on Rocky's trade there? Is that big enough for you? Is that a, is that enough of a trade or small good here? Yeah, I mean, that's fine uh, because we're taking a guy right now that has a lot of, um, I'm not going to say hype, but it, it feels like solid value to the point yeah, where... I think he's overvalued a little bit. He's yeah. overvalued, exactly. Um, I just don't think it's going to be a great offense. It'll probably be fine. Um, and if he gets the receiving work, which is what he's supposed to get then then that should have some value um but i think you know cooper's a a much safer asset and i don't know that he'll necessarily have less of a shelf life than rashad white i mean the bucks are kind of doing this retooling thing right now where they're kind of stuck so there's not much that they can do uh but in a year or two um you know things are going to change i would guess that whole backfield will be different you know, if you yeah, look, who's left, it'll be retired. It's, it's whoever's been there. 
because they don't have they don't have any money they don't have any resources to go get anyone else right. so he may be the guy by default um but you know running backs we know they're a dime a dozen we know somebody will get cut we know somebody will pop up somewhere and i just i would not be surprised if you know three four months from now we're just like yeah remember when everybody thought rashad white was going to be a thing <laughs> you know like i don't expect yeah. him to disappear but he doesn't have the role that amari cooper does in his offense so yeah, yeah this is this is just one of those savvy moves that you, we might look back on in six months and go yeah that that was a good that was a good trade well i think you guys kind of nailed it rashad white's the the one i think that has the biggest delta from reality to current value and that's what i would try to capitalize on just try to go get that value in another asset that's not going to crater i i think Rashad White's going to be a fine running back, but if I could pivot to a receiver with this kind of roster and having three solid running backs ahead of him, four if you count Javante and he comes back healthy right out of the gate, I mean, you don't need Rashad White on your roster, so I'd be more than happy to move him for a receiver. So I like this trade a lot. I actually thought this was uh, not necessarily a, a small trade because it actually does help his team a lot. But again, calculator comes out and says Rashad White is worth more than Amari Cooper on DTC, which is kind of shocking to me, but it makes total sense. Like I see because that's the overvalue, right? Like that's sort of more market value than what I would say. So I, I thought it was great. Yeah. Scott, what was your oh, go I was ahead, uh, sorry, I was just gonna say oh, oh, older uh point scoring wide receivers are always undervalued too. And that's what Amari Cooper is at this point. It was he's just like 29, I think. So yeah. Yep. I, yeah, I, I could actually, definitely see wide low end one high end two in his range of outcomes. I'm not saying he's definitely going to be that, but. Well, and I've actually got an article coming out probably next week for fantasy pros about veteran wide receivers, right? And I should probably make sure that Cooper's in there. Cause that's an easy one. Uh, and it's just, again, terrific value there, but Scott, why don't you get into your trade and then I'll go last. Yeah. So I desperately tried to find a tight end um, mm -hmm. that I could upgrade to here, but it's just like every team kind of has one and yeah. you know, it's just, it's, they're really, really well dispersed in this league and i i just could not find one um i tried to move javante williams to the samaj p ryan team but like they only have two tight ends on their whole roster like that that yeah. didn't make sense i mean I maybe moving javante also <laughs> you know um, i tried i tried so hard and i just could not find the right spot for him um and then i i was looking at the quarterback situation and it's kind of a strange it's like kind of the haves and have nots and mm -hmm. I mean, that's not really strange because that is common in a lot of leagues, but Especially it's weird how few leagues. quarterbacks are rostered, in my opinion. It's just mm. strange that like like he's rostering DTR, right, which is something I would do, too. But then like you have a team, you have multiple teams that have only like three or four. Half the league has only three or four quarterbacks on their roster. Like that's that's just strange to me. I mean, I have leagues where I have 13, 14 quarterbacks on my roster, uh, you know, so like. It just it's foreign. It's foreign to me. Um, so ultimately, I ended up kind of just doing the boring thing here. But, you know, everybody's posting the pictures of Tua, uh, you know, like, ah, oh, he's back and he's jacked and he's ready to roll. Like, great. <laughs> Let's, let me sell him then. Um, so I unfortunately could not find another good team, though, to, to move him to. Um, I went to Cymbalta Overdose mostly just because I wanted to say that name. Uh, <laughs> that's that's a great a great, name. That is such a great team name um, for Daniel Jones name. and a 25 first. And again, another team without a 24 first. So I'd much prefer the 24. I don't know that there's that much of a value difference between those two. Personally, I prefer Daniel Jones. Um, I just think he gives you a better floor. And I, I have this weird thing about teams with Dak Prescott, which Travis has. 
Last year, I had five leagues with Dak and Daniel Jones mm. uh, paired together, and like four of them were top three, and two of them were champions. And I don't know why, and it's pure coincidence, I'm quite sure, but it's just for some reason that duo really like kicked some ass last year. So I, I was just trying to duplicate replicate that here. I don't mind it. Yeah, I mean, I'll just kind of jump in. I think uh, the the tear down from Tua to Daniel Jones seems pretty. I, spot on like, I, I totally think get market that wise it makes sense like right. i that's i'm not how i see it which is obviously why production wise they're very close i think but, right like yeah. i think daniel jones is going to have another good year they, they tried to add some more receivers to their group barkley's still there they got waller i mean like i don't think jones is going to be a bad player but i do think the values are different enough that adding that first is nice like we just said before for Corey's team like this one travis you then get a 25 first to kind of move around later or to send to someone else or whatever it right? gives you some liquidity so Again, I not to keep it too simple, but yeah, this is a pretty straightforward trade. It's a tear down, adding some liquidity. I'm a fan of it. What do you think, Rocky? Yeah, I think it's fine value wise. I just I know Scott hates to it, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I I prefer to it significantly over Daniel Jones, and I I get the he. Daniel Jones has the has more rushing upside, and and Tua doesn't have that, but it's ri- risk tolerance. Yeah, and I think I do think that is what it is. I think I think two is safer, and uh, especially you know mm, wow. with Tyreek. Interesting. Well, That's a hot take. I'm, Hang on, right, back I, up. I don't. I'm not into. I don't think he's. I'm not that worried about the concussions like everyone else is. I mean, if they're both on wow. the field, I think I think two is safer. Yeah. If he's on the field, that. that's the whole. Spicy. I mean, his career over. Like, one more, he's done. Yep. One more, he's done just by public. It's like those things I've where like you're about guilty by guys. public opinion when you do something. Like it's if he gets one more, it's oh, it's over. Who, they will never. What other quarterback has had this kind of concussion? Not necessarily history. quarterback. I'm saying other players. I don't even know any other players that have had this kind of concussion history, like two and two I weeks mean, kind of thing. The like way it's that just... he's had them too. And, and yeah. just, it's, it's so public and it's so like, I there was a thought just... about him retiring in the off season. Like it's uh, not, this is smoke. Yeah. This is smoke. There's gotta be fire. So I'm not, I'm and not, yes, I'm how saying... often do quarterbacks get, get, get a bunch of concussions. I, I, I don't think that not something's wrong with Tua that he's more, I mean, because he had them, he's obviously got a better chance at a concussion, but I don't right. think, there's something into his game that there makes was him a more fluke susceptible to it. To yeah, there was he doesn't, flukiness to it. Yeah, it's like I he agree. doesn't fall correctly or something. He actually talked about they were training him on how to land better. Like, literally, like, yeah. he just doesn't fall correctly. And I'm like, well, that kind of fits. I could see that being a thing. But how do you train that out of somebody? Yeah. It's just like so, an in a moment. Man, that's like my that. thing. Yeah. Like, it's not like we see quarterbacks getting concussed all the time anyway. I just... I, I, again, I've heard again. The guys like Brandon Cooks, you heard forever. He's he's gonna he's one concussion away true, from, true, from never true. playing again, and then he never got another concussion. Or if he I did, mean, but it did. It was years tell, later, yeah, and it didn't, didn't tell anybody. Yeah, there there were there are guys I can think of, um, like Kyle Fitz is a guy nobody knows other than it rhymes with Kyle Pitts. Uh, he was a <laughs> linebacker for the Bears. He had a lot of concussions. Chris I was just Borland. gonna ask if you had a concussion. I was like, no, that's Pitts, buddy. Yeah. Are you okay? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, Chris Borland, he was a linebacker. Oh, in Wisconsin. Yeah. He came. He played for the Niners. He was like a beast for like a year, and then all of a sudden he retired. Yeah. Just the concussions got to him. Um, there, there's been you know Luke Keekley, you know concussions oh, yeah. uh, there. I mean, but again, those are linebackers. Right. Those are guys who are oh. knocking heads every play. So, like, I get what you're saying. Rocky is like, so, yeah, it's there is a flukiness to it, but it still just takes one. Just takes I one. get that it's possible. I'm not again. I, I I feel like I've heard it before and I, I don't like I said, especially at the quarterback position. It's obviously you can get concussions. You got two concussions, but it's not something where like we, we see of. quarterbacks 
getting concussions all the time and like we have to like it's assume he's getting a concussion next year or something like that so i i just i'm not as worried about it as everybody else is i i i feel like he's gonna be on the field i i don't think he's definitely like if he yeah if he gets his head like destroyed against the ground yeah maybe he's he's not coming back ever again it's not even technically like if he gets a concussion he's definitely done for the rest of his career either of course no but there, there is a player that i compare him to and and that's andrew luck right there, there is some uh you know risk about this and just as a player as a human as a as a as a man right and so like i'm, I'm playing this game i love this game but at some point you, you walk away. And I think Andrew Luck was the one that obviously, you know, affected a lot of people in Dynasty to be like, what the hell that came out of nowhere. And I think we're just in a new era right now where it's, you know, obviously safety is a little bit more focused. We're, we're talking about a whole bunch of changes in the league and everything. I don't think two is the type to just retire out of nowhere. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm just saying, like Scott said, the, the societal pressure is different than it was 10 years ago. It used to be get back in there and play. Now society in, in general is kind of being more like, why are you letting him play? And I think some of that, again, unlikely, but could have a little bit of a hand in this at some point. But again, not to beleaguer the point, I think that was actually a good discussion on Tua, but I like the trade. I don't mind sending Tua. I don't think he's terrible. I don't think he's you know trash. I don't think he's, he's going to retire. I'm just saying there is a lot of risk there. That's all I'm saying. On that note, we'll head, in, we'll head into my trade, which is the third one of this batch for Travis. And I just put step one, drop Tom Brady. I'm sorry, Travis, but it is time. Tom Brady's officially out of the game. I think you can move on. Um, and I think it's funny, too, because, I, I mean, maybe there is some logic, I guess, to hold him because, like, what's the point? But like Scott said, there's a lot of teams that only have three or four. Like, I can't imagine Tom Brady being worth holding if they're. Hey, some other of us players. still have Andrew Luck on our rosters. Well, <laughs> not, not no anymore. comment on I that I did one. for like three years. Please though. tell me that's but, not true. Yeah. No, I uh, but if, if you held on to Odell Beckham Jr., I guess you might have something, right? Uh, but yeah. no, I think that was my first step is drop Tom Brady. And I'm sorry, it's just, it's time. And then mine was kind of a bigger, smaller trade. It was just more of a pivot to get a better, I guess, a better younger running back and to kind of line this up. So mine was to send Tyreek to Rockstops, like you said, I think, uh, Scott, no, it was Rocky that had rock stops, yeah. right? Yeah, for uh, Jameer Gibbs and then Charlie Jones. Just, like, throw in another little guy in there. This and one again, actually the... worked well with my trade. You guys could, right. be, yeah, combine <laughs> those. Yeah, yeah. Actually, so let's combine them, right? So we've got Tyreek and Rashad White for Jameer Gibbs, Amari Cooper, Charlie Jones, it. and a third. I do. I love, I love it. That's <laughs> not bad. That's a little, like, I love that. That, that kind of jives. Um the other logic there, of course, is you'd be sending Rashad White and getting back Gibbs. You'd be sending Tyreek and getting Amari. So, like, you're kind of changing your values a little bit. Yeah. But I also feel like there are some uh, there are some teams that I look at it and I'm like, well, the position of strength here is the running back. And kind of what Scott was saying before, given the scoring settings, I'd rather have a solid tight end. Well, if I can't have a solid tight end, then I want a dominant room even more dominant. Like, I want it to make it, like, impressive and, like, you know, oppressive to my opponents and be like, it is the best running back room because then also it gives you a lot more flexibility to make trades for a tight end or something like that down the road. Um, I also think trading for a running back is a little risky as we always talk about in the show. Uh, we're pretty much, I wouldn't say anti running back, but uh, running back lower volume. And I just think Tyreek has still got some name value. There's still some cachet to him and people like him and, and all this, that, and the other. But I mean, I, it's kind of nice having Tua and Tyreek. So like that would be tough to break up, but I don't know. Scott, what are your thoughts on this trade? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, so the interesting thing about Tyreek is I thought there would be a huge buy window after he was on like, oh, he's on a podcast. I'm going to play two more years, whatever. Um, His contract actually could be three more years uh, because there's an option there. So I was like, okay. Um, So I was like, yeah, let's go buy him. I'm going to go send a first because like if I can get two, if I know for sure I've got two more years of Tyreek Hill, I'm in. Let's go sign me up. Um, all you need yeah so yeah i i was all i was all about it but it hasn't hasn't really happened i haven't been able to make any trades for him so um you know i i'd like to keep him if i'm competing but also you know getting a guy like gibbs i just feel like his value super like overinflated right now too so you could even trade him down the line maybe uh for something else so i i don't mind the well, value on that at all that was kind of my thinking is like if i can pivot from tyreek which i think you know even let's say half of the league thinks he's lower value because he announced that right not that it's right. accurate but half the league thinks that but i would guess 11 of the 12 teams are thinking gibbs is, is higher and on the way up so even if you're just trading into a, an asset that's the same value but trending the different direction right and like pivoting from a down to an up and then you can trade that up for a little bit more. Like it's a way to kind of get out of the down and turn it around in a way for that value. That was kind of my thinking. Um, Rocky, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I, th- I think that's a super interesting trade, actually. Value, like it depends on how they value Hill and like Gibbs. I can see both like there being a wide range of values there, depending yeah. on the person, um, you know, how, how ageist they are and things like that. Uh, my, I, I think it's fine. I like it. I think my only issue I think that I would have is it looks like it pretty much leaves him with DK and Justin Jefferson and then a lot of risk. Um, and he's not deep at wide receiver to begin with. That would, that would be my only worry, but, uh, you don't like Jalen Rager. You don't think he's a starter this year. It is. Well, sure. But (laughs) it is a, somebody in there. Yeah. It's a two receiver, but still that's, that's bleak. Yeah. Zay flowers, maybe your third receiver. Like that's not great. <laughs> that's why we, that's why we do the two trades together. Yeah, that's right. I, yeah, like Amari. I actually do like that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Kind of fits. What a weird twist there, Rocky. Well done. Well done. Good trade. Good trade. All right. Well, any other comments on, uh, on, on Titan Travis's team here from sleeper and our buddy Travis May. All right. Well Good. with that, we're going to do something we never do. We're going to talk about a trade. Uh, we're going into the chat here. We got Corey in a 10 team league. If you wanted to take JSN over Stroud, are you against it? I'll try to trade back from one of four, but might just pull the trigger if I can't get what I want. He also mentioned later, it is a start nine team. So start nine, 10 teams, super flex. I mean, I don't know. I'll kick it to you first, Scott. Cause I know you were kind of curious about this one too, but I, I have some other questions. He mentioned too, he's got the one Oh two, which he'll probably take a rich is what he said. Um, so he does have a little bit of a, of a quarterback benefit there i guess he's also got stafford and lance so probably just take lance well i started take stroud is what he was saying there so what do you think about this scott so the initial question if i had no more context i was just gonna say sure take your guy it's fine i've seen it happen plenty of times i mean if that's what you want to do um if you really believe in him that much go for it um in general i'm gonna take the quarterback over the receiver any league any format because that's my philosophy well super flex not one qb but yeah right not any format (laughs) and so well yeah but i don't i don't play in i don't play in many okay you got me on that one (laughs) i also don't play in any 10 team leagues so i'm not speaking from experience here either i'm just saying what i would do if i wasn't a 10 team start nine like that's 90 starters yeah i mean that's like half to a third of yeah. most of my leagues. I mean, I'm in like some 14 team start 11s. 
You know, I mean, that's like, it's not even comparable. Um, so I, it, I'm just kind of speaking from what I think I would do. And especially now with more contacts saying you only have Stafford and Lance, first of all, why do you have Stafford? Uh, dump it for whatever you can get. There's just no point because you're, if you're trying to get your 21st, 24 first back and tank, then first of all, get your 24 first back, then dump Stafford. There you um, go. And then, and then just draft quarterbacks until, until you get two stuff. One hit. Uh, yep. I, I mean, that's, that's going to be your best bet. I mean, listen, I, I don't think a year from now, if you decide to go for Caleb Williams and you're sitting with Richardson and Stroud, and Lance, like you're going to be disappointed. I just, I don't see how you're going to be disappointed. Now, if you ultimately think you're going to be able to pull that off and you think that you'd rather have Caleb Williams and Anthony Richardson and Jackson Smith and Jigba, that's fine. But I also think in a year from now, you could just trade Stroud for JSN or you could trade a rich for JSN JSN plus or whatever. You know what I mean? So like you could, you could just do that later anyway, or maybe a receiver that ends up being better or whatever. So um, I I just think the quarterback gives you a little bit of value insulation to be able to move those guys later. And if you're sitting on a bunch of quarterbacks, it's not like they're necessarily hurting you. I guess it depends on uh, what platform you play on. And if they're on a taxi squad, not getting you potential points, things like that. So then there's some gamesmanship in there, but um in in general, I'm I'm going quarterback. Getting deep there, Scott. I love it. And I'll just kind of pivot here just to, to remind everybody draft for talent, trade for need, right? Like take the guy with the most value. I agree with Scott. I think the quarterback has more value, even if you like JSN more. That being said, it is your team, it is your league. Go have fun. If you like JSN more, go get him. But I'd rather draft Stroud and then wait a month and trade Stroud for JSN plus a second or something crazy. You know what I mean? Like I just I feel like that's how I like to do it. But go do your thing, man. Go have fun with it. Corey with no E on this one. Go do that one, Corey. What do you think about that, Rocky? Or what are your thoughts on that trade in general, Corey? Um, I, I thought it was a good thing that Scott actually asked uh, mm-hmm. asked us to ask Corey how many starters. Because 10-team, it does kind of uh, devalue I've seen some the deep quarterback 10 teams position. Too. Yeah. Uh, to devalue the quarterback position. But I think the nine starters actually kind of evens it out to more maybe like a 12-team lead. Because the fewer starting guys you're starting, the the higher percentage of points you're getting from your quarterback. Like if you have 10 or 11 starters, it, it makes a bigger difference. Like you can cover like, like that. I play in a lot of leagues that are 10 or 11 starters and 12 team. And that's part of the reason I like to do the cheaper quarterback thing is I can make it up elsewhere. Whereas mm-hmm. you don't have as many spots to make it up. elsewhere. you got seven other spots basically to make it up elsewhere. Uh, so I would definitely lean the quarterback there. I'm with you too. I would go with Stroud. Yeah, and again, no, none of us are saying if you draft JSN, you're fired. You know what I mean? Like, go, go right. get your guy, right? Like, it's your team. I, I mean, again, we've been doing this for a while. I'm sure you guys both get DMs from people that are like, should I do this? Should I do that? And I I remember there was one guy, I think it was last year, he just, I don't know, kept arguing with me. And I'm like, dude, you asked my opinion. I'm giving you my opinion. I don't, like, if you don't like it, you don't have to take it. Like, I don't know what you want from me. Like, I'm just telling you what I think. And he's like, well, I'm just trying to make sure I'm making the right decision. I'm like, whatever decision you make is the right decision. Like, don't overthink it. It's your team. Have fun, right? That's the whole point. So, yes. So, anyway, Corey, hopefully that helped you out there. Um, again, no wrong chances, no wrong choices, but definitely tag us. Would let us know how that goes. And uh, maybe you find a trade partner too, right? Maybe something wonky happens at 103 and JSN goes at 103 and you're like, perfect. I'll take Bryce Young. Like, you know, who, who knows? But definitely keep us posted on that. With that, I think we're finally done with the show. Do you guys have anything else you want to talk about on this FMAP Palooza? 
I think I'm good. We actually could keep this under an hour and a half. I know. I love these FMATs. <laughs> it's the perfect way to do it. Uh, so with that, we are going to call it a night. Uh, obviously, it is uh, one of our favorite things to do. Well, I think we should do another one of these before the season. What do you guys think? Like another one maybe Definitely. in August sometime? Yeah, no doubt. I- I think that's when you see a lot of action. You start to see redrafters kind of get back into things and casual people start to get back into things. So uh, obviously, Corey, with an E, keep us posted on your Colts trade. Uh, Travis, hopefully, if you listen to this, I'll make sure that I send it to him, too. But uh, make sure you let us know if you can pull off that double trade that we had there for uh, Rocks Tops. That was kind of fun. But with that, we're going to get it out of here. So again, we've got all three of us. So we all get to give our handles tonight. It's uh, I'm Andrew at Andrew Hall FF. Got Rocky at Dynasty FF Attic and obviously Scott at Scott underscore Sidlo. Nobody fault. Everybody did great. There's nobody to blame tonight. I love it. That's the way to end the show. <laughs> uh, follow us at Dynasty Junkies. Follow us at the DAP Network at DAP underscore Network or D- at DAP Network on YouTube. We are a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network or the DAP Network, if you will. I'll DAP this way, even though Rocky's not looking. Um, <laughs> but yes, please keep us posted on your trades, everybody. Uh, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. We love the reviews. We haven't read them yet, but we love them. And uh, we'll be I'm sure we'll be looking at those here in the next couple of weeks and trying to figure out what we can glean. Uh, I'll kick it to you, Rocky, and then you can kick it to Scott to get us out of here. Why are we kicking it to two people? What the hell is that supposed to be? Uh, <laughs> you want to say goodbye? I don't know. It's the, it's an F map. Okay, you wrap it up, Rocky. It's your show. Go now, for it. You wrap it up better than I do. I'm I'm done. I, 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 I wasn't even looking at the screen. So Rocky's out, already everybody. checked out. He called me out for, for typing night. a little message on my computer. Andrew. The guy spent an hour and fifteen minutes with both of us, and he's over it already. Like, look at that. No wonder Scott does this much better. He, he, I, he I know me. Scott. Get us out of here. All right. All right. All right. That's all that good stuff. Much better. Well, that's fine. Well. We we appreciate the DAP network and uh and Daddy Russ. So shout out to the DAP. Um shout out to everybody in the chat tonight. Lots of guys in here. Even without a guest, we managed to draw some people. That is incredible. Yeah. We appreciate you guys. Um uh, next week we have we actually the next few weeks I'm very excited for here. We've got some uh really awesome guests coming on. Uh we're gonna do something a, a little bit different than we've done before. Um, so looking forward to uh getting into all that. Uh, keep your FMAT submissions coming. We appreciate those. And, you know, like we said, we'll do another one of these shows. Uh, and so with that, let's uh, let's get on out of here. For Andrew, for Rocky, I'm Scott. Junkies out.